0: Here we go. go.
1: At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them. Hi,
2: I'm Rob Dickerson, lead pastor at LifeQuest Community Church in Hilton, New York. We invite you to listen in to the LifeQuest worship experience. We hope you enjoy it.
3: Probably a building, maybe pews, stained glass, maybe free coffee and donuts. Here's the thing, church is not any of those things. Church is a people, a group of people who are passionate about following Jesus with everything inside of us. And that passion propels us to action. That's why we care for the poor and the homeless through local outreaches. We pick up and go when disaster hits to give help and hope to those in need. And we fight for freedom for people all over the world. With over 300,000 churches in America and 5 million in the world, the local church is able to do what no other group of people have ever been able to accomplish. Consider the church's influence on culture. So much of the world's art and architecture and literature and music has been and continues to be shaped by the local church. In 369 AD, the church built the first hospital and is still the largest provider of health care in history. The church was the first to stand up for the rights of children and created the largest orphanage system in the world. In a world where depression and loneliness run rampant, the church swings open its doors to provide rest for the weary. All of this comes out of the church's passion to show up with the same creativity, grace, and forgiveness that Christ showed us. And that's what it means to be the church. Maybe you'd say, all this sounds great, but it's not really my scene. I didn't grow up in church. It's never been a big part of my life. Well, here's the thing. You're here. And maybe you're here because you have found yourself in a place you never thought you would be. Maybe you're feeling alone, just exhausted. we have all experienced the pain of a broken heart, the loss of a family member, a friend. Maybe you'd say, I was just looking for a momentary escape from life. Or, I just didn't know where else to turn. Whatever the reason, let me just say, in this moment your home. So whether you're joined up with a group of people in a home church, you're in a small country church, you're in a new millennium kind of place with big screens and lights, or you're watching online, whatever it is, lean in, pull up a seat, and know that this is a place for you to find purpose, a place for you to find community, to find a family. This is a place for you to belong. Welcome to
2: So a couple of weeks ago, I got a phone call from my wife. My wife works at the Greece Community Center in Greece, and yeah, that's where it is. Just make just for clarity, so that in case you didn't know, not the country of Greece, the town of Greece. And she said, uh, "Hey, do you think the church could use chairs?" And I'm like, "Chairs? What kind of chairs?" And she's like, "Here's a picture," and she sends me a picture. Of chairs," I said. "Well, yeah, we could always use chairs. How many chairs? A lot of chairs. Just come check it out." So I drove over to the community center to to look at the chairs, and there was a sea of chairs. Like two hundred. There's probably over three hundred chairs. And so I was like, "Sure, we'll take chairs." Uh, you know, right now we meet here at the Hilton Community Center, and we've met here for the last ten years and uh some of the chairs that you see in here are a little worn uh maybe you're sitting in one that's got a little tape on it um and they've been great chairs and and uh so i was like all right yeah we'll take chairs and then it turned into hey do you do you think you would like ping pong tables um and and so we ended up with a a gorgeous very high quality ping pong table at the community at the at the gate which is our youth center that we run just down the street from here, and two hundred and thirty eight chairs two hundred and thirty two hundred and thirty six two thirty six there are a lot of chairs the it 's two hundred and thirty yes you didn 't count them I counted them two hundred and thirty six two 38. Thank you, Joe. You're right. 238. Not that it matters. Well, it does matter. It matters. Here's why it matters. It matters. You know, as, as I was trying to think of, you know, what, we weren't looking for chairs. We weren't, I was, you know how sometimes if you've been looking for something online and then you hit on Facebook and Facebook automatically knows that you are interested in Camping equipment, or it's like, how does it know, right? Because it's Skynet is spying on us, getting ready to take over the world. And we weren't looking for chairs, and God sent us 230-some chairs. And I thought, God, what are you doing? And I, it hit me that each one of those chairs represents a person that that isn't a part of LifeQuest yet. But he's, he's giving us the chairs to be ready. And, and so, you know, I may mean, look around the room and it's like, well, where, there's no way there's 230 some people in this room. I know. He gave us the chairs for a reason. And so, uh, today as, as we kind of, uh, look through God's Word and what it has to, to mean, what it means to us and what he's speaking to us i want you to be thinking about who could be sitting in this chair right because god already sent the chair and now he's got to prepare us to be ready for the people that he sends for each chair right so i grabbed one and brought it over so you could see the chair throughout the course of the morning come sit in the chair they're very comfortable chairs um let me ask a different question i asked earlier i asked if you ever played hide and seek um and and how uh, I, i really believe that that jesus is calling to each one of us to come in out of the dark to to stop hiding let me ask a different question have you ever been to an awkward family reunion yeah yeah, where, where you're at this place surrounded by people and you're, you're related to them, right? You're, you're a cousin, you're a nephew, you're a, uh, you, or you married in, right? And so you're a spouse of, and, and so, you know, the barbecue is there and everyone's playing games and everyone's having a great time and you're sitting maybe in a, a pavilion at the Jenny John Lodge or you're, you know, a at, at Parma Park. And, and everyone is telling stories and laughing, and you're just kinda like, why is that funny? Or, or who is that person? And, and, you know, over and over again, you, you sit there, you, maybe you lean over to your spouse, and you're like, who in the world are they talking about? And, or when did that happen? And, and they're, you know, your family's kind, they love you, so they're trying to kinda bring you in, on the story but ultimately what is it that what is that thing that gets said uh to all of us when you're on the outside of a story i guess you had to be there right ever right my my son and my daughter have this language that 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 you would think that they were twins because they just i don't know and and so sometimes you can feel like you're on the outside of something that's going on on the inside and sometimes it's terrifying and you don't want to be on the inside. You're just, okay, whatever you guys want to do. Um, you know, but you, you, it's always fun. Um, but, you know, if you're like me, you you get to a point at that family reunion where you're like, okay, enough inside jokes. I'm going to go out on the playground with the kids and play, right? Because they also don't have any idea what's going on. In those stories, and they're like, "Forget it, we're going to go play kickball," and and if that's ever happened. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, um, or maybe you were attending uh, a, a high school reunion with your spouse, right? And which is even worse, because now you're in a room with total strangers you have no relationship to. And they're having conversations that started 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And they've just picked up right where they left off. And you are standing out here on the outside. And you're like, what in the world is going on? I guess you had to be there. Right? Or maybe maybe you've got this twinge of anxiety because the season is changing and it's fall. And the Christmas party is coming. And you have to go to the company Christmas party with your spouse and you have no idea what's gonna happen there. Right? You had to be there. We've all experienced that, that feeling of being on the outside. Of not feeling that I quite, I quite fit. And, you know, whether that's the first day of school, we've got some, uh, some of our students that have made big transitions this year, that it's their first year in the high school or their first year in the middle school, right? We've got some folks that are, are just uh, starting new jobs and you're learning new corporate cultures and you're learning how to do things. And we've got kids, there were a couple of young ladies that showed up at the gate last week and uh, they came early, like they got there before the normal crowd showed up. And I felt bad for them because there's these two young ladies came in and it's just me and Nathaniel. And they were like, hey, what is this whole gate thing? And can you show us around? And so I, we showed them around and here's all the things that we have at the gate. And, and the regular crowd hadn't, I, felt like, I feel like I'm singing the piano man. The, the regular crowd hadn't trickled in yet. And so it was like these two uh, very nice young ladies and then this old guy and the kid with the beard, who they think is, you know, a college-age kid, they don't know that he's a junior in high school. And so I was like, "Okay, we're gonna go now." And and they were out the door. They went uh, right because it was a little, it was a little awkward. Uh, and then the gang showed up, and I, I wish that they had come like 15 minutes later. Um, but have you ever felt that way at church, where maybe you were in this? setting and 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 maybe you you were that new person but there's a conversation going on and you maybe aren't quite getting what's happening um i love uh we, we've got new friends that that have visited it a couple times and and she was talking about how much she enjoyed the the worship uh the singing part of our worship experience and and she said i love i love that you guys do karaoke right because we've got words up on the screen and we're singing along and 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 I just I love that that um that you sometimes though it feels like you're you you're not really sure what's going on and 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 unfortunately for us as Christians we are not great at at helping that transition along right cuz we end up using uh Christian language that that no one else uses and it just makes it one step uh, more difficult. Well, the passage of Scripture that we're going to read today out of uh, the New Testament, which is in uh, the back half of the Bible, uh, there's a letter that the, the Apostle Paul wrote to a church in Ephesus. And so that book is called the Book of Ephesians. And he wrote to the the church there, and it applies to where we're at right now, today. And And so that passage of Scripture has something to say to each one of us. Uh, but especially if you were one of those kids on the playground and you got picked last for the team, today's message is for you. Um, maybe you didn't make the team, you made the choir or the band. This message today is for you. Maybe you're here today and, and you have struggled in your relationships. Maybe you've struggled in your marriage. Maybe you're here today and, and you've gone through a painful, Uh, divorce. So maybe your kids aren't speaking to you right now. Today's message is for you. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you have some doubts about what is this whole thing about. And, and maybe you struggled with, uh, with an addiction or maybe you feel like you're broken. Today's message is for you. Maybe you're here today and, and you're sick. You need God to touch you. you, You're just not feeling a hundred percent um maybe you're grieving the loss of a loved one. Today's message is for you. My wife and I watched a young man get pulled over right across the building yesterday, and maybe it was I wasn't any of you. Um, but maybe you got pulled over and you got a speeding ticket and you're like, Man, what is going on? Uh, you know, maybe you've got a history that you wish that you could forget. Maybe you're still paying the consequences for those poor decisions. Today's message is for you. It's a message for those of us who came in feeling like maybe we're on the outside today. And Here's the message. It's really, really simple. Are you ready for it? You belong here. You belong here. Let's jump in. So, you know... Uh, the book of Ephesians, um, if you've got your Bibles, um, it's it's Paul who is writing to a group of Christians that are not doing so great at letting other people in, and uh, so the people in Ephesus they were struggling with with this same thing of people feeling like they didn't fit in, that there were people on the outside. That that weren't able to kind of cross that barrier, and and so just like the they were struggling with not fitting in, I think sometimes we do too. We struggle with how, where do I fit, and and so Paul uh, was kind of calling them out because there were people in, in the early church. The most of the people who were followers of Jesus were Jewish, and they already had a system. They already had a language. They already had a history that they knew, you know, they knew the inside joke because they had this whole tradition of of following the Old Testament, and then Jesus comes along and he says, "I am the fulfillment of all of that history," and and so now the, you have all of these people who were Jewish who are now followers of Christ, and and they're still getting together and they're still worshiping God, but now they understand it's fulfillment of all those promises in the Old Testament were answered in Jesus. And then, God sends Paul to go preach to people outside of the Jewish faith. And so now you have all these people from away. People who are not us. People who are on the outside. I remember 10 years ago, when we were getting ready to start LifeQuest, I sat down with pastors here in the area to just say, what can you tell us about starting a church in Hilton? And I remember very distinctly this one conversation where he described the community here that, that if and it may, and it's probably shifted over the last 10 years, but then 10 years ago, if you, if you weren't here for the fire of 1965 or your parents weren't here for the fire of 1965, you're not from here. You're from away. You, you may be from South Hilton, right? Otherwise known as Spencerport. Uh, still not here. Um, and what, what, what has happened is there have been multiple church plants that have tr- started and fizzled here because they were people from outside of Hilton that were trying to start something in Hilton and they were from away. Um, and I don't believe that that's the case now. I've, we're so grateful. Uh, that probably the vast majority of the people who attend LifeQuest now are Hilton people, and then there's those of us from South Hilton uh, and West Hilton, uh, and 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 South South Hilton, and and then some that come from East 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 Hilton, who they drive all the way from Fairport to be here uh, every Sunday. Like, yeah, um, it's a commitment, absolutely, but. So, so Paul is talking to these people, and and he had told them he's a Jewish preacher talking to Jewish people about Jesus, who is a Jewish Messiah, and they had accepted Jesus and they wanted to follow him, and and they felt like, man, this is awesome, right? They felt like a, a newlywed uh, at a family reunion with with their in-laws now, and and it's like everyone was connected, and and they knew that was going on, but then there were these other people. These outsiders who had also believed in Jesus. They had also said, that, yes, we believe that he is for us too. And they didn't know the jokes. They didn't know the inside story because they were from the outside. And it made them feel like second-class citizens in church. And so at the end of Ephesians chapter 1, listen to what Paul says about the church. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23 he says, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. His body is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things Everywhere with himself. He's saying that the church is the fullness of Jesus Christ. And that's what we are invited into. That's what we're invited to participate in. He invites us in to be a part of the body of Christ. And so in this first century church in Ephesus, uh, there was a clear divide that they were stuck in. And so Paul says that the if there were Ephesians that were Gentiles and Ephesians that were Jews, and in one place in Scripture, it actually calls them the the uncircumcised, um, which in Jewish context that was how they defined themselves. And so they even had like a slang word, like they had like a they, they were they were those people. There were Ephesians that weren't Jewish, and that was a problem. And and so he says this. You know, like we have all felt like we don't have it all together, that, that maybe we've doubted ourselves. The Christians and Ephesians, were they were in Ephesus, they were struggling. Like, do I fit? Do I, do I really belong? And they felt like they were on the outside looking in. And so this is what he says to them. Uh, his answer to remind them that the work of Christ has welcomed them into his family. He says this in chapter 2 uh, of Ephesians, verse 19. He says, "Now, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners; you are citizens, along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's holy family." There's a, a, a version of the Bible called the Message that I, I, just, I love the way the Message says this. Uh, it says it like this: "You belong here, with as much right to the name Christian as anyone." You belong here. We need to hear that every so often, don't we? Right? Because we feel like, man, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the outside. There's times I have to confess that as a Christian, I feel like I'm on the outside. That I am an imposter and that maybe I've got everyone fooled into thinking that I'm something that I'm not. You know, any given Sunday morning, as I stand here and I look out at, at the crowd, it's that honest, hard reality that two thirds of the people sitting here on a Sunday morning maybe almost didn't make it to church. Right? Because kids got sick or something happened or, or whatever. And it's difficult. We might be that happy about it. But maybe, maybe you're here today, you didn't want to come. Maybe you were here because your parents dragged you, or maybe your parents are here because you dragged them, right? Gabby, way to go. Nice job. Um, maybe you fought with your spouse this morning. Maybe you feel like, man, I don't, I don't feel like I deserve to be here. This is the good news. You belong here. The, the, the good news that, of Jesus is that He came for people just like us. People who fought this morning, getting kids out the door, people who who struggled like with you know are we going to go or are we not going to go struggles, fears, pain, suffering to people like us, people who feel like we 're on the outside looking in that 's why Jesus came, and this was paul 's passion this is why he he did what he did. His thing was to welcome non-Jewish people, those ones that didn't belong, the outsiders, into the family of Jesus. And, and you know, sometimes he even got himself in trouble because he was out there doing this, reaching people, and the people on the inside started giving him a hard time that you're talking to the wrong people. I'll never forget uh, when we were youth pastors in Ohio, and and our youth group was reaching uh our, our, not to say that there was anything wrong with uh christian school or or homeschool uh, but we had a huge population of homeschool and christian school kids uh and and then an equal proportion of kids that were in public school um but the public school kids public school kids were probably outnumbered by the homeschool and christian school kids and i remember this one kid got invited uh, to come to youth group, and he had a blast. He had a great time, and and God was starting to work on his heart and, and really do something in his life. Um, and he was not, he didn't look like the rest of the kids. He had a big blue mohawk, and he had piercings all over the place, but he came every Wednesday night. He was there. And I remember walking down the hallway with him and we were talking about something, I don't know, it was school or, you know, whatever. And I saw this mom and her middle school daughter walking down the hallway. And, and she did one of these. Like I'm not, I'm not exaggerating to make a point. She did this as, she, as we came down the hall, like don't go near my daughter. You are on the outside. You are not one of us. You don't look like us. You don't belong. Ouch. Right? Paul intentionally went after the wrong people. He went after the people who were on the outside. He says this in chapter 3. He continues to tell them. He says, for this reason that I, Paul, I am a prisoner for Christ Jesus For the sake of you Gentiles. So he's reminding the people in Ephesus that feel like they're on the outside. Look, I am so committed to to helping you find Christ. I'm even willing to go to jail to help you know Christ. It could have been a whole lot easier for him to just stay on the inside. To talk to the safe people. To talk to the people who looked like him and who sounded like him and who acted like him. But that's not what God called him to do and you know it could be easy for us to get down on those first century Jewish people right and be like oh that's terrible you shouldn't do that and and that's a wrong thing to do right and, and we would be right in doing that if we didn't do the exact same thing now right where where we maybe are like well i don't know that i want to invite that person to church right or we make judgment calls about people that we think, uh, are, are worthy. You know, the, we had an, an, I didn't have the incident. My, my wife had an incident, uh, at work, uh, this past week where she had, uh, someone who was very unhappy with what, uh, my wife was able to do for her. And so she went over the edge calling yelling i want to talk to your supervisor uh the next thing we know she's actually called the greece town supervisor to complain that my wife was horrible and a terrible customer do you have you met my wife <laughs> the, uh, yeah well shh i mean it was just like are you kidding me um and then one of her coworkers went online and looked this person up and doesn't she have Jesus all over her facebook page right and so her unsaved coworkers are like oh she's one of those and you know you think you you work so hard to be light and salt to to, to set an example of what a christian looks like to people so that in the hopes that, that God will create an opportunity so that you can share Christ with them and then you run into one of those. You know, that I love the if you watch the video that I sent the link out last week, uh, uh John says that there are people who are Christians because they have met Christians. And then there are people who are not Christians because they have met Christians. Right? Let's not be those kinds of people. I pray that that's never me. That I'm never that guy. But I'm guessing that probably at some point, I've probably been that guy. Right? I think we all have. We may not intend to do it. um, You know, but we use that language that keeps people on the outside, right? Because as Christians... Uh, we don't hang out. We fellowship. Right? Uh, we don't say that we're lucky. Right? Because we don't believe in luck. Like, we are blessed. Right? Right? Uh, we, we don't say, you know, wow, that was a crazy coincidence. Right? Oh, well, we don't believe in coincidence. That was a God incident. Right? And, and, and we use all of this jargon uh, you know, for maybe you're here this morning and you have no idea what LQCC means. Uh, or LifeQuest Community Church. My own son doesn't even know. Oh, there it is. Right? Or, or we talk about things like the bulletin, or tithes, or, or intinction. Right? And we're like, what in the world is he saying? Um, it does. It does. But just Just like, uh, here's the thing, is that we, we can be really good at constructing walls that keep people out of church and separating insiders from outsiders. But here's the thing, this is the truth. Just like we belong here, so do they. They belong here. The people that we don't agree with. The people who voted for the other guy. They belong here. Right? As we're looking at November and the anxiety of elections and what's going to happen, um, it, it, regardless of who gets elected to what, 50% of the room's gonna be happy and 50% of the room's gonna be hot. In my own family, family dinners, whoo, buckle up. Always fun. Um, but it doesn't matter regardless of how you voted did he just say a name i pray it didn't get picked up on the speaker i love you son i want to share i want to share a different uh a different kind of a family reunion um cuz although there everyone has an awkward family member i remember uh sunday nights at Grandma and Grandpa Braun's house after church where Grandpa Braun would make omelets. And it was as often, I mean, it felt like it was all the time. And we would sit around the table and we would eat bacon. Hallelujah. <laughs> we would have omelets. We would play the rowdiest games of of Uno. Like Uno was a full combat sport in our family. Um, that, that On Friday... On Friday, um, Matt and Carl and I, we went and had lunch out at the Arondequoit Oktoberfest, and I saw this t-shirt, it was hysterical. It says, I'm not yelling, I'm German! Right? That's, that, that was my family. Like, we played Uno as a full contact sport. We played this game, uh, I don't know if anyone plays the game anymore, but Pitt. Anybody remember the game Pitt? Oh my gosh, that was, it was this crazed thing that, but it, like, you know, cousins and family and, and what was amazing about that was that in the middle of all of that, there was this, this shared history that we were, even as the kids, we were welcome at the table, right? It wasn't just here's the grown up table and then there's the kids table. You know, it should be seen and not heard. We were all at grandma and grandpa's table eating and laughing and joking and playing. And, and I was invited into the story and I knew that I belonged. Right? Today we came to a different table. We came to a, a table that, um, maybe for some can be an uncomfortable place, but we belong here. Jesus welcomes us to the table. We're welcome just as we are. Let me let me wrap up the end of chapter three. Paul's still talking to his friends, uh, these these outsiders in Ephesus, and and he says this to them in chapter three, verses eighteen and nineteen. He says, "And may you have the power to understand all, uh, as all God's people should. How wide." how long, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Let me let me read that again to you, but in the message. Uh, check this out. I love how he says this. He says, And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, that you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth, test its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. Uh, Cassie, thank you so much for your song selection. I said, Thank you for singing Stacy's song selection. Um, Stacey and I did not get together to plan the song selection for today. But over and over and over again, we sang songs of his love for us. That he loves us. There's, there's a, a song that we sing a lot uh, written by John Mark McMillan. And he had a friend who had been tragically killed in an automobile accident. And he went through this really dark period. He was doubting. He was angry at God. And, and he began to wonder if God even cared about him at all. And then God turned the question around on him. And he realized that God loved him when his friend was killed. And continued to love him even in his doubt, even in his anger. And he wrote this chorus. I think we may have sang it this morning. He loves us. Oh How he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. As we walk out of here this morning, and if you don't remember anything else that I've said today, hear this. He loves you. He loves you. In your doubt and your anger, he loves you. In your fear and your worry, he loves you. In your messed up relationships, he loves you. Whatever you think that it is that's keeping you away from God, he loves you. He loves you with a love that is beyond understanding. That can't be measured. You can't get around it. You can't get above it. You can't get under it. You can't get in front of it. He loves you. As we close this morning, I want to just take a moment to to listen to a song. I'm not asking you to sing along. I just want to Uh, We're going to turn the lights off uh, in a second and we're going to play this song um, that it just, it knocked me out of the water this week. Um, It's called "Ali Oxen Oxenfree. It's a great song. So many times we are hiding. We play that hide and seek game with God and this morning He's calling you out. He's calling you out of the dark. So Pat, if you'll turn the lights off, and Bruce, if you'll cue that up.
0: Pick a corner, the darker the better So no one knows Run away so the light doesn't catch you You get exposed Tired of waiting, but no one comes around. In the darkness, you've been suffocating. You're just waiting to be found, found, found. Well, come out, come out, wherever you are. Wherever you are, come on, come home You're never too far find you, he's calling out, 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 leave your passenger burden behind you, can you hear him shout?
2: Heavenly Father, we thank you that you love us. Lord, we thank you that we belong here, that you've made a place for us at your table. And Lord, whether we're here today and it's our first Sunday or we're here today and we've been here for a long time, Lord, help us to remember your love for us, that we belong. Lord, we pray for the 236 or 238. We're not sure how many we'll recount this week. The people that the chairs you sent us represent. Lord, that you would help them know that they belong here too. Pray that you would help us this week to be the hands and feet of Jesus, that we would love our neighbors and our coworkers and our families. Pray that you would help us to be that love extended to them. That they would know they belong here, too. That you love them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Blessings. Thanks for coming. Um, Again, if you didn't get a chance to fill out a connection card, just drop that in one of the plates before you leave. We just want to send you a thank you for being here. Um, Have a great week. Rangers and Sacred Girls on Tuesday. And then uh, if you're able to help, if you haven't already told me that you can help with Apple Fest, please let me know that. That's not next weekend, but the weekend after. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) Blessings. Have a great week. It is an egg Sunday. Thank you for listening to the LifeQuest Worship Experience. If you're in Hilton, you can join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. We meet in the Hilton Community Center, 59 Henry Street. We have a full children's ministry program during the 10 a.m. service, including care for nursery, through sixth grade. Please join us again online at lifequest.cc or in person at the Hilton Community Center. We pray you have a blessed week.